You ready for the word? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we see. There is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you. As we see ourselves in you, there is light, there is clarity. And everyone lives here in the fire that your name alone is glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, let's finish up our topic on the culture of giving. The culture of giving. We started this last Sunday. The culture of giving. And I told you that there are several cultures um, in that imbibes different things. And I said um, um, there are different cultures, and meaning it is part of the people. When we say culture, it means it is a part of the people. And I told you last Sunday that you cannot be committed to a church without giving. You can't be committed to a church without giving. And there are so many ways to participate in what God is doing. When we pray, we are praying in God's will. Mark eleven seventeen says, My house shall be called the house of prayer. First Thessalonians 5, verse 17, it says, Pray always without ceasing. Ephesians 6, 18 says, Praying always without prayers and supplications on the Spirit, watching the unto without perseverance of the saints. So, prayer is a constant. James 5, verse 17 says, The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So, prayer is a constant in the Scriptures. So, um, preaching the gospel is also a constant. Mark 16 it says, Go into the world and preach the gospel into all creature. Mark 28 says, Preaching the gospel also. So, preaching is also a constant. Also, when we preach and teach, you are in the will of God. Same with giving. So, when you give, also, you are in the will of God. And I told you last week, I said, Giving is the foundation of Christianity. Giving is the foundation of Christianity. And I told you that Christianity is founded on giving. And I explained to you Romans 8 verse 32. And we saw John 3 verse 16 where it says, For God so loved the only begotten Son that He gave His only, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So giving founded Christianity. God started giving. Giving is the very foundational fact of Christianity. You can't be a Christian and not be a giver. And um, so it, it's, it's a very major deal. In Romans 8 verse 32, it says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So God started giving. God started giving, and giving is very foundational. So, God initiates giving. You receive from God to give. I explained to you last week that you receive from God to give, and I told you last week, I said, God blesses you for two reasons. That is, bread for food, one, bread for food, and two, seed to sow. Bread for food and seed to sow. So, God gives you for bread for food, and also seeds to sow. So, you are blessed to be sufficient and sufficient enough to give. You are blessed to be sufficient and sufficient enough to give. And I said that you give, and I told you that when you see Christianity, you must see Christianity as a foundational fact of giving. 
Now look at Second Corinthians eight, verse two. Second Corinthians eight, verse two. Second Corinthians eight, verse two. It says, Are you there? I'll wait for you. Second Corinthians 8, verse 2. I'm sure you're there now. It says, How that in great trial of affliction and the abundance of joy, <clears throat> and the abundance of joy, and their deep poverty, abounded unto the riches of their liberality. So, and I explained to you that this church were poor and they were still eager to give. They were poor people, poor guys. In fact, even their economy was poor, but yet they were still eager to give. So it means that not having enough is not a good reason to give. So if you say, oh, I don't have, I don't have enough, that's why I'm not giving. That is not a good reason. We just saw a church. Now, a church doesn't mean one person now. It means the whole church, despite their lack, they still were willing and eager to give because it is a core part of you being born again. Giving is a core part of you being born again. So when you give, it is one of the core parts of you being born again. So the grace of giving functions through us in every situation. Look at it in verse 9. The grace of giving functions through us in every situation. Look at it in verse 9. It says, For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, even though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, that through his poverty we might become rich. So the grace of giving functions through us in every situation. So you give, and I explained to you last week, I said you give to meet the need of others, and God meets your need. Philippians 4 verse 19. Philippians 4 verse 19. Philippians 4 verse 19. It says, I'll wait for you. It says, But God shall supply, hallelujah, all my needs according to my riches in Christ Jesus. So God supplies my needs. Say, God supplies all my needs. No, you're not saying like you mean it. God supplies all my needs. He does. So now let's go back to our second Corinthians 8. And let me show you something there, 2 Corinthians 8. So God supplies your needs. So, remember I said, he blesses you for two reasons. Bread for your food, right? And seed to sow. So he gives you for bread for food. Bread for food means you have for yourself, right? And for others, right? Seed to sow. So, look at 2 Corinthians 8 now, verse 7. It says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, he now says, or let's start from verse 6. It says, In so much that we desire Thithos, that as he has begun, so ye also will finish in you in the same grace also. Verse 7 says, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and in utterance, and knowledge and in diligence and in your love, to all, see that ye abound in this grace also. 
So, Titus was sent to the church to teach them to give by precept and by example. Titus was sent to the church of Corinth to, tell, to teach them. So don't get scared when people teach about giving. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, we live in, do you know why? Giving is supposed to be like how we teach prayer. The teaching of giving is supposed to be like how we teach prayer. The teaching of giving is supposed to be like how we teach, um, how we teach flowing in the spirit, how to walk in love. How to flow in the Holy Ghost, how to give revelations, how to prophesy, how to how to heal the sick, you know. It should be it should be like how I thought you people have to cast out devils, you know, things like that. It should be like how we are explaining this video, but without living in a twenty twenty two world where <laughs> if you talk about giving like everybody's already looking at you like What's going on? Maybe that's why people did not come to church today. Maybe because of giving. <laughs> because I, last week everybody came to church, but maybe because the teaching scared them away. It's fine. It's cool. I will stop teaching. <laughs> Praise God. So, <laughs> so, you give. So, when we give, we are doing God's work. We are basically showing our Christianity. So don't be scared when a preacher talks to you about giving because we give because God has blessed us. We give because God has blessed us and God blesses you to bless others. Say, God blesses me to bless others. So every pastor, every teacher of God's word should teach giving. It's something I'm going to teach every year. Giving, you must. It, it is part of the church curriculum to learn how to give because the local church is run by giving. Thythos was sent to the church to give. Look at in that church, they were functioning in verse 7. Say, they were functioning in all things in faith. They were strong faith people, they know how to use their faith. Oh, if I confess God's word, they know how to use it. Utterance, they can give you tongues and interpretation every time. Knowledge, they had Greek and Hebrew meaning, they know everything. They were diligent, but they failed in their giving. And that is it for believers also. You can be growing in God's word in one aspect. But because the light of God's word has not been shed to another area, you are not growing in that area. But you must be a believer who is growing all around. Say, I have the grace of giving. You're not saying it like you mean it. And I told you, I said, giving frees you from covetousness. Giving frees you from covetousness, from money-mindedness. Giving shows that Earthly or material things does not control you. When you give, you, it means that money is taking, money does not have authority over you. It means that um, the hold of money is not on you. It frees you from covetousness. It frees you from you, yourself, and I greed. I just want to acquire everything. I want to stack it up. I, was, I, was, I watched a video. I don't know if you guys have seen this video. Um, of Pablo Escobar um, this this week and I was wondering man my god that guy has they are still looking for his his money till today he planted money in the walls do you know what it means you put money inside this wall and you seal it and I'm not saying billions of dollars money that has even expired they are not still using again 
they are still they are still looting his money you know <laughs> you know i was now i was reading a comment on that place of facebook and somebody said god take me to colombia so that anywhere <laughs> so that maybe anywhere i sit on i will quickly dig the place part because he planted money everywhere like there's money all around the city you don't know you cannot be walking around a farmer if interestingly they said a farmer was digging sometimes and he was trying to plan and he digged out 30 something billion ah <laughs> you know <laughs> you know those your those your images those your imagination of lord i should just see one billion somewhere <laughs> one billion inside one box somewhere of somebody not using it can happen in colombia because of pablo escobar <laughs> so giving <laughs> back to what we are saying giving cures money mindedness and I'm sure some of you, if you see that money like this, you will not talk. You will not even call your pastor. You will just be absent from church again. You just say, you just say, ah, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you say, ah, pastor, you don't understand. Levels has changed. <laughs> you say, pastor, levels has changed. Pastor, don't worry. This is what you are preaching. Don't worry. I will come and see you in your house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so giving cures you from covetousness, money-mindedness. Giving cures you from that. Giving ensures that you stay, you stay in God's will. Look at it in Acts 2, Acts 2 verse 44 to 46. Acts 2, verse 44 to 46. It says, And all that believe were together and had all things in common. Verse 45. It says, And many, and many, it says, that, And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to give all men as every man had need. So, in verse 46, it says, They continued daily in one accord and breaking of bread and breaking of bread from house to house. They did eat their meat and with gladness and singleness of heart. So now you, they said, Look at in verse 44, it says, All that believe. We're together and had all things in common. Verse 45, very key. This and they sold their possessions and parted them to all men. Now, do you know what it means to sell your possessions? You go to your room now, pick out your shoes, sell them, and bring the money to the church. You know, if we do that today, CNN is going to pick it. Um, or Fox Rochester will pick it. A, a young lady um, <laughs> sold everything she had, sold a car, and gave it to the church. But <laughs> I don't care about what CNN says. I care about what the Bible says. Facebook is going to pick it, pick it or Easter blog, or Shade Room will pick it and say, a sister who wears glasses sold her possession and bring it to I brought it to church. <laughs> <laughs> They will say, scamming the church in 2022. The pastor is brainwashing people. 
2022. Well, Peter brainwashed the people, though. If, if that's the case, then Peter probably brainwashed 3,000 men. So, but God doesn't run his church that way. Look at in Acts 4. Acts 4, verse 34 to 35. Acts 4, verse 34 to 35. It says, Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of land or houses, sold them and brought the price to, of the things they were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had needs. Why? Because in Acts 2, they were thoughts. So one of the teachings of the church was given. Peter has taught them. That see guys, you can sacrifice all to give. He says, night is this so do you know what it means to sell your house, to sell your properties, just to meet the need of people? If you have not been that sacrificial, <laughs> you've not started giving. We've not started giving. So you must teach people how to give. In discipleship, you must teach people how to give. So one of the teachings in the local church must be that believers must be taught how to give. So giving must be thought well in the local church. Because giving is worship. It is part of our service. Giving must be thought well in the local church. It's, it, that's why a pastor must also teach and practice giving. I plan in this ministry that nobody... One of my goals in this ministry is that nobody will give more than me. And I'm going to work towards that. Nobody. I will still give millions of dollars to this, to this ministry. Because that is where my heart is. Are you getting what I'm saying? I remember when we were younger, when we were doing ministry many years ago, when we were younger, I learned giving sacrificially from my friend. I think I've told you guys this story before. I just saw the way he used to give. And I am the leader. But this guy was just crazy. So I was now wondering, what, what, what is this guy knowing? What does he know that I don't know? So I had to repent. And I told myself, you know what? I'm going to give also. And since then, I've been doing that. So you give. So giving must be thought where everybody must must carry the burden to give. You must not be stingy. So, if you worship God, you also worship Him with your substance. The apostles thought and acted on God's word. Peter thought them. The apostles taught the church and they acted on God's word. He says, Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many that were possessors of land and houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. They didn't take it as they have made money today. Jackpot. No. They acted on God's word. So, the apostles' teaching incorporated people to give. That is why Paul used two chapters in 2 Corinthians to teach giving. He thought it in Ephesians 4. He thought on giving in Ephesians 4. In Galatians 6, he thought giving. In Romans 12, he thought giving. So giving is everywhere in the scriptures. 
So a good preacher of the scriptures must teach giving. That's why a preacher must not be scared of any area. You can't be saying, oh, because the world is scared of teaching giving. Like I told you last week, there are fake people who teach, who teach giving fake um, in a wrong way. But there is a biblical way to teach it. They will tell you, so $91 for $91 blessing. That's scam. That's a big scam. And they do it on TV. They'll tell you, buy this prayer shelf of $150 and we'll pray for you and do all of those things for you. That's a scam. So because people are teaching the counterfeit, doesn't mean that there is no original. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that there is no original. Teach giving must be thought sacrificially. It must be thought well in the scriptures. Paul spent his time teaching the people. In, in Philippians, he taught them also. So, giving is part of the Christian culture. Say giving Given. is part of the Christian it's culture. The Christian so, culture. it's part of the Christian doctrine. You meet the need of others. And, and you know, Jesus has needs as we speak. Hope you know. Jesus has a lot of needs to meet. For you to meet. In Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Verse 42 to 45. Matthew 25. Verse 42 to 45. It says, for I, as for I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Verse 44, it says, And when they also answer him, saying, Lord, when we saw thee, an hungered or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to thee. Verse 45. Then shall he say, answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you do this to one of this, you have done it to me. So, what you do for the church, you do for him. What you do for the church, you do for him. And I told you, I said, giving is to honor God. One of the ways you show that you honor God, you respect God, you worship God, is via your giving. So if you honor God, you will put a lot of emphasis, a lot of emphasis on the church, on how you give to the church. A lot of us want to we, we, we like our workplace. Hope you know it's money that makes your workplace look like how it is. You like how everything is designed. You like your school. The place is just so fine. Oh, good buildings. Hope you know it's your school fees. Thousands of dollars. Your FAFSA is going there. Your loans, $50,000. You know, America is one of the most expensive places to school. People just don't know. It's, very, it's actually very cheap to school in Nigeria. Imagine you're paying 50,000 naira. 50,000 naira in, in Nigeria is less than maybe $200 to do your university for one, ta for, one, for one year, for your freshman year. But yeah, my Lord and my God, freshman year, you pay your, <laughs> you pay your nose out. I remember when I first got to Ivy Tech Community College some years ago, I saw the I saw the amount I was paying for one class. Ah, one class. One three course. Three, uh, what they call it, the three unit course, three credit hours. 
my Lord and my God. Ha! Then when you are done with the degree, you are happy, right? His money that made you, <laughs> you have put a lot of money like that. How much more in God's place? How much more? You know, there is nothing too expensive for the church. Nothing. Why do we want to have beautiful auditorium, big ones, shining light, you know? Fine auditoriums where you sit comfortably, not like how you are seated like, like this now. You sit comfortably, you rest your back well, you know? Sliding chairs, rolling pulpits. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach good. When, <laughs> uh, you think you want to see preaching? Wait till that time. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Are we preaching? Oh! You know, when we have those buildings, you, you yourself will be happy to come to church. Do, nobody will have to wake you and say, wake up, wake up, it's church time. No! You will have woke. Inward witness will wake up. <laughs> 5 a.m. you are started bathing because you know that you are going to a fine place. But it's because we all know God. So nothing is too expensive for the church. I would to God that someday we're going to have a campground. Glory to God. Where we will employ people. A very big place. You know. Hotels will be inside. People will be walking, cleaning there. So that way we give people jobs. And that's going to happen through giving. Hallelujah. It's not going to fall from the sky. <laughs> we're going to pay thousands of dollars to get it done glory to God <laughs> you know I would to God someday we'll have a campground thousands of acres of land I remember I went to um, last year I was doing some travelings just trying to visit certain places and I found myself in Fort Worth, Texas Can I Copeland's church my Lord and my God Can I Copeland's ministry Eagle Mountain International their land was so massive. I drove I deliberately drove around it to see where the land ended. I kept driving, kept driving, kept driving in this same America. Kept driving, kept driving. And I said, okay, I think that's where the fence ends. Ah, it's not ending there. Okay, I kept going just to see where it ends. A lot of buildings are inside. In fact, even aviation is inside. You know what aviation means? There are planes and everything is inside the place. That's God's beauty. And they will tell you it's death free. Glory to God. That's because men gave. Men gave. You see them supporting ministries, partnering in ministries, sending millions of dollars to countries. They will tell you, some pastors will tell you, can a Copeland's ministry just give me $100,000 just for our ministry to do this? Ha, <laughs> wow. Some people say we're trying to build uh, I, I saw Andrew Womack was saying his story one time, and Andrew Womack was saying, can a Copeland just called him one time and said, how much is it for your building? I will just send you a, a check or something, and he sent them about maybe, maybe some thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, you do this, your building? He was able to give out some jets out, just say, you, okay, that means you take this jet and do, you know, glory to God. Someone say prosperity is not good. Oh no, prosperity is good. <laughs> you know how you feel when you have money. <laughs> you know, I remember the first time I made money in my life. I just, I just was not comfortable. I don't know about you, but I was like, ah, I, me, I have this money. 
be hypocrite too. You are looking at me like you don't feel like that. <laughs> so there is nothing too expensive for the church. Hallelujah. Nothing is too expensive. Look at John 12. Look at Jesus. John 12. John 12. John 12, verse 3 to 8. It says, John 12, verse 3 to 8, it says, Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet for a year, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then, Said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, they had to give us a, a proper <laughs> description. He says, We should betray him. Verse 5. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and not given to the poor? Then he said, Ah, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the bag and bear what was put inside. Then Jesus said, Let her alone. Against this day of my bearing, as she kept this. For the poor, <laughs> look at what Jesus said. For the poor, what we do? You will always have. But me, you will not always have. So, she gave. She gave. She bought something very costly. Very costly. Very costly. You see in Mark... So she gave. Look at Mark 14 also. Mark 14, 3 to 9. Mark 14. So nothing is too expensive for the church. Look at Mark 14. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, came a woman with an alabaster box of red metal spark. Now very precious. She broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this a waste of ointment meat? You know, some of us still have that feeling. When you see people give you wondering, they are wasting stuff. You know? He says, look at what Jesus, look at, look at something in verse 5. He says, for it might have been sold for more than 300 pence, and I'll be given to the poor, and the moment they gain star. Verse 6. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble her? She has wrought a good work on me, for ye will always, for ye have the poor with you always, whenever ye will, and ye may do to them good, but ye have me, but me ye have not always. And she hath done what she could, she has come to anoint my body to the bearing. And look at verse 9, it says, Verily I say unto you, whosoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also shall be done and spoken in memory of her. You know, we are, still, we are still preaching about her now. We just did. Hallelujah. We are still speaking about the woman. She's dead, gone, but we are still talking about her. Because giving make her a symbol. Giving is honor. She gave a description of what she gave. If we do a proper study of that place, she gave a, it's like a one-year salary. You know, one year, January to December, she gave everything she has made, used it to buy the alabaster bus and gave it. So that's why there was that indignation. Ah, here, yeah? this expensive thing, why we pour it on Jesus? 
You know, some of you are thinking in your mind, you know, I told you last week, I said, don't have a poverty mentality. And then, private jet, private, you can't, you and I, you can't start thinking private jet now. All your ministries just requires you to drive 20 minutes or 15 minutes. So, people's ministry are all over the world. They require jets to fly. <laughs> and, they, you, you know, traveling the airport, they will say, flight canceled, delay. Some people have 10 a.m. service to preach. They don't need to be doing flight canceled for them. They need a jet. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, she gave like a whole year salary. And what is given? The Bible says, Jesus says, she has wrought a good work on me. So, giving is a good work. Giving is honor. It is respect. In Ephesians 1 verse 22 to 23, it makes us to understand we are, we are his body. Church is the body of Christ. So to give to Jesus is to give to the church. So if you want to say, I want to give to Jesus, I want to give to God, what are you doing? You are giving to church. Jesus and his church are the same. Read that in Ephesians 1 verse 22 to 23. Jesus and his church are the same. Look at the first John 3, verse 16 to 17. So you must be a giver. Say, I'm a giver. You must. You must learn to act on God's word. First John, verse 3, 16 to 17, it says, Whereby we perceive the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. In verse 17, it says, But whosoever hath this word good, seeth his brother have need, and showed the bowel of compassion from it, how dwelleth the love of God in him? So the love of God is demonstrated through us when we give things. The love of, so how do you show that you love God when you give? Hallelujah. When you give. So, what do I give? What do I give? You give earthly things. James 2 verse 15. James 2 15. It says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. So, you give earthly things. Luke 8 verse 2 to 3. Luke 8 verse 2 to 3. Are you learning something this morning? Luke 8, verse 2 to 3. It says, And certain women, which had been healed of the evil spirit, of which had been healed of evil spirit and infirmities, made in Magali, which was cast out seven, whom... Um, Evil spirit and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, verse 3, and Jonah the wife of Shusa, Herod still was then Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Substance. So Jesus, so Jesus was not supported by angels. Angels was not coming to give Jesus and say, Oh yeah, take for your daily bread for today. No, Jesus was supported by human beings was supported by human beings. Their substance, they gave their substance. That's earthly things. What do you give? You give earthly materials. You give things. Galatians 6 verse 6. 
Galatians 6 6 it says let him that is taught in word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things so there is a part of your income that belongs to who teaches you God's word there is a part of your income that belongs to those who teaches you God's word so when we give we give things because the needs of people are things so when you give what you give you give natural things you give natural things you must learn to give natural things like money clothes shoes perfumes food fruits you know water clothes you give natural things supporting your leaders your church leaders the brethren with natural things stop praying for people on issues you can solve i'll say it again stop praying for people on issues you can solve you see this person is going through a financial issue you say let's pray you can give you have the money just give and there's something in your account there's a thousand dollar in your account and the person tells you I need like five hundred dollar. You say, let's pray. Let's just pray. Let's agree in prayers. Give me your hand. Give. That's the answer to the prayer. <laughs> it is hypocritical to pray for people on things you can do. There are things in your hands. There are things that have value. Not now. There are things that also have value in your hands that you can also sell to give. So I say. What say it again? I'll say it again. There are things you can sell. Your wristwatch, hallelujah. Your iPhone, praise God. <laughs> your perfume, praise God. Your makeup stuff, hallelujah. Your shoes, praise God. Your clothes, you can put it on Goodwill. No, Goodwill will not pay you enough money. You can put it on eBay. Your iPad, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> And I'm not joking. You can sell it to meet the need of people. You are a Christian. You can. So say, say it again. I'm saying it again. You can sell things just to meet the need of people. You can. They did it in Acts too. These are new converts. You. <laughs> you are the old. <laughs> you are old convert already. These are people who just got born again. And they were giving, selling their stuff just to meet the need of people. Someone say yes. Someone say this is good. Noah say your bow tie just to give me. <laughs> no. So the, that's why we have. That's why I told you last week. That's why we have things like pastoral care department. We're giving us to be very orderly. You don't just go and meet somebody. Sell your bow tie fast. <laughs> I'll meet my need. No, because I know some of you like that. Manipulation spirit is your heart. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. You people are not manipulative. Amen. Amen. So, every service, if you come for a service like this, like ours, like this, you can put it in an envelope and say, okay, indicate it. This is for pastoral care department, for welfare. Okay, this is for the needs of people. Maybe if you are giving through cash, I'm giving through Zell, we via Vemo, we via. Um, everything, PayPal, 
everything, Gmail, Google Pay, everything, just indicate it. This is not for the church offering, this is for pastoral care, just to meet the needs of certain people. You know, there are needs of people in the church. There are people's needs we have to meet. So when we give that way, we are meeting the needs of others because giving has to be very organized in scriptures. And because in the local church, there has to be organization. It has to be done decently and in order. So we, we follow the authority of the local church. So there must be, and, and the truth of the matter is there must be something you are doing and we are doing to meet the needs of others. Remember I told you, your income or your giving is for bread for food and what? Bread for food and what? Seeds to sow. So your income is for you and also seed to sow. So you can determine the proportion. So it is you that will now determine the proportion for your bread for food. Some of you say, ah, all my income is for bread for food. No. <laughs> it's you that will determine your bread for food and your seed to sow. So who do I give to in the church? Who do I give to? We already said what you give. You give material things, right? Your sultans, your clothes, right? Your dresses, your shoes, right? Your money. Hallelujah. You give money. Money. Someone say, say it again. I'm saying it. Money. Say it again. Money. Speak English. Money. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the church is our primary responsibility. Who do you give to in the church? The church is your primary responsibility. Nobody sent you to go do NGO. I remember I thought this. This I said this statement many years ago when I was teaching, and somebody somebody got offended. So you mean we should not do NGO? Nobody sent you to do such a thing. You just saw Jesus in the scripture telling you, when you give to me, you give into you when you give to him, you give into the church. He told them the poor you will always have, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't despise the poor. He just said, you poor, you will always have, but you mean you will not always have. <laughs> so, you give. So, nobody sent you to go do NGO for the church. The church, it is the church that God has asked you to care for as a believer. That is why you notice in the scriptures, there was no anybody doing NGO. Oh yeah, wearing clothes and say, stop malaria. <laughs> And, and polio <laughs> and, le and leprosy and all of those things and the, you will see everybody wearing clothes and doing all of those things so you the church is your primary responsibility it's your primary responsibility it's the church that the God has asked you to care for so who do you give to number one the ministers the pastors I'm saying that emphatically they take priority Look at 1 Timothy 5, 17 to 18. 1 Timothy 5, 17 to 18. 1 Timothy, everybody open there. I want you to see it before you say, oh. Look at 1 Timothy 5, verse 17 to 18. A lot of people don't like this part. They say, can you give it to my pastor? No. Look at it. 1 Timothy 5, 17 to 18. It says, let the elders that rule well be counted of double honor. Right, especially they who labor in word and doctrine. For the scripture said, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And the laborer is the what? Worthy of his reward. So every believer must have what they give to their ministers. Not offering now. This is different. 
You write, you give to their minister. Part of your money belongs to your pastor. Yeah. He's worthy of it. Some of you are owing your pastors. Yeah. You've not given your pastor part of your income. Oh, I'll say that again. Someone say, say it again. I'm saying it again. Some of you owe your pastor. Some of you are chronic debtors. You've owed from different churches. Since you were born, you have not given to you any of your pastor in this life. <laughs> You've owed in different churches. Now you're in this church and you're about to owe again. No, we will not lie. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Some of you are chronic debtors. You have never given to your pastor. Part of your money belongs to you. This is not offering now. Remember, seed, food, bread for food, right? And seed to sow. Part of your money belongs to your pastor. So if you look at the First Corinthians 9, 11 to 13. See what Paul said. First Corinthians 9, 11 to 13. I want you to open there. First Corinthians 9, 11 to 13. First Corinthians 9, 11 to 13. It says, are you there? I'll wait for you. I want you to see this. Away for you. He says, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we reap your carnal things? Ha! Ah, look at Paul. He said, ah, is it a crime if we collect your money? <laughs> That's the meaning in, in 2022 English. <laughs> he said, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal Look at verse 11. He says, Verse 12, sorry. It says, if others be partakers of this power over you, have we not rather? Nevertheless, have ye not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ? So, the pastor, you should give through. Look at first, because they take care of you. Look at Matthew 10, verse 9 to 12. Look at what Jesus said. Matthew 10, verse 9 to 12. Matthew 10, verse 9 to 12. Matthew 10, verse 9 to 12. This was Jesus when he sent the disciples out. Look at what they said. He said, Provide neither gold, I'll wait for you. Matthew 10, verse 9 to 12. He says, Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses. 11, verse 10, he says, Nor scrape your journey, nor scrape for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, neither stay, for the workman is worthy of what? Is meat. So that means he sent them out. He told them, Don't take anything. When they when you preach and do all of those things, you are worthy of your meat. In verse 11, look at it. It says, and Into whatever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who is who is it is worthy, and thereby ye abide till you go thence. Verse 12, it says, And when you go into the house and salute it, if the house be worthy, let your peace be upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Yeah. It now says in verse 14, it says, Whatsoever shall receive you, and not hear your words. When ye depart out of the city, shake the dust of your feet and go. Yeah. Because they take care of you. So you are a laborer is worthy of his labor, of his meat. So stop complaining about what others did with their money. You see some churches, they'll buy things for their pastor and you are complaining. They'll do pastor's appreciation service and, and care for their pastor and you are complaining like, this is extreme. What is extreme about that? No, it's honor. Anyone who cares for your spiritual welfare, there is a responsibility to care for their natural welfare. There is a responsibility to care for their natural welfare. The way to receive people that teach you God's word is to care for their natural state. Matthew 10, verse 40 to 42. Look at Matthew 10, verse 40 to 42. 
Matthew 10, verse 40 to 42. He says, are you there? I'll wait for you. Matthew 10, verse 40 to 42. Matthew 10, verse 40 to 42. He says, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. Are you seeing? Because you are God's prophet. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. He says, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a what? A prophet's reward. He that receiveth um, a husband in the name of a husband reward will receive husband duties. He that receiveth a wife in the way of a wife will receive food. Abi, is that? <laughs> yeah, feminists will hear this now and say, you have reduced women to cooking food. I didn't say that. In Jesus' name. <laughs> he that received a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man reward. Look at verse 42, very key. And whosoever shall give to this, can give unto, shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in my name, or only in the name of the disciples. Very, I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Because, see, we will be judged for how we give. That's the truth. So you must see giving as your responsibility. Responsibility to those who teach you the word, those who feed you the word. I would to God that I will give, I will sponsor ministries who have blessed me. Give them millions of dollars. Glory to God. Give my I'll just I would to God, I will just wake up one morning and just say, my pastor, I'll just say, Sir, take this million dollars, sir. <laughs> I can't imagine the way you will pray for me. <laughs> you know, Galatians 6 verse 6. Look at Galatians 6 verse 6. We were there earlier. Galatians 6 verse 6. Galatians 6 verse 6. You must learn to give. Hallelujah. You remember I told you it, it, it takes away money-mindedness, right? It takes away covetousness, stinginess. Galatians 6 verse 6. It says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. You communicate in all good things. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. 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 So you give to your pastor. You give to your... Look at it. It says, But this I say, He that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap also what? Bountifully. So you have a responsibility to cater for those who teach you God's word. You do. It is not a, an obligation. It's, it's a duty. Obligation is like a duty, right? What's the difference between obligation and duty? <laughs> it's the same. Uh -huh. It's an obligation to never complain about people who give to their pastors. Never do that. Don't join people online who give to their pastors. Don't do that. Stop saying, stop doing, you're a blessing. You're a blessing to me. I know, I know, I know. The pastor is a blessing. Show that you are really a blessing. Show that he's a blessing. Don't say, you're a gift to the body. You're a gift to the body. Thank you, sir. You have been a blessing to my life. Ever since I met you, you have been the, you have been the Jesus of my Lazarus and the... And <laughs> Show that he's a blessing. Don't just squeeze money and just say, don't just squeeze money and say, Pastor, take, I want you to just, I just want you to give him well. It is your, it's a duty. Don't say, take, 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 I don't want anybody to see it. Show it well. It's not a crime. Don't, don't wrap anything inside that squeeze and say, I just put it inside your pocket. You know that's what some people do. When, when we were younger, those times, when we were preaching, when you we were preaching, they just say, as you are just passing by, they'll just say, 
stand on. Let me let me show you. Let me let me let me use you as an example. They just start. They just say, they just say, as we have, as we have, when we finish preaching those days, they say, um, pastor, 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 pastor. They, they don't put it inside. No, <laughs> don't squeeze anything. Wrap it well. Give it. It's worthy of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's worthy of it. I say, yeah, he blesses. So people can write a piece too. So the, the way they will package it, Pastor, ever since the day I met you, I met you when I was suffering, and you came through. You did this and that and that. And she, she, they never give. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. So you say, yeah, hey, why is doing too much? She's worthy of it. That's what I, 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 am I not worthy of the labor? Yeah. I teach you morning, afternoon, evening. Yeah, you know, the best way to do it is just say, hey, why take this? Use it, to, use it for pastor's food this week. I just want to give. It's not a crime. It's not a crime. You just say, take this. Okay, use it for this. Okay, what would you want to do? Okay. It's not a crime. It's not. It is biblical, not secretly. So whatever you give to your pastor, it's his deal. You know, I told some of, I told you just now. I said some of you are chronic debtors. You've hold, you've hold, you've hold the pastor that got you born again. You've hold the pastor that that's got you filled with the Holy Ghost. You've hold the pastor that that at least ensure that you are stable in God's word. Now you are still owing. <laughs> some of you have to pay your dues. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> that's number one. You give to pastors. Hallelujah. You give to ministers. Those who have been of a blessing to you. Not just typing short SMS. Thank you, pastor. I love you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. I know I love you too. But show it. <laughs> show the real love. You know, there's this saying now that... Um, there's this thing that says... Um, um, when there is no money, there is no love. How many of you believe that thing? That money love makes sweeter. How many of you, how many of you believe that thing? That money really makes love sweeter. How many of you believe it? I do. I, I really do. If you are in this slum, let's say you are in another road. Love was not sweet in another road, though. <laughs> but now that you're in America, imagine you people are going to Bali, Bali, Maldives, you know, just going to Santorini, Greece. On Lolulu, you know, just going different places. Money makes love sweeter. So now come back home. Stop thinking about <laughs> how the love is sweeter with money. Come back home. So instead of saying, Pastor, I love you so much. Show the love. <laughs> Are you seeing it? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's number one. Number two, you give to brethren in the church. You give to brethren in the church. Galatians 2, verse 10. You give to brethren in the church. You give to brethren in the church. It says, Only they would that we should remember the poor, that the same which are also for what to do. So we give to brethren, there are people who are in need in the church, who need stuff. And that's why I told you, we, we have like a pastoral care department where we are, there are some people that just need to work, that they don't need anything. Just go and work more, you will get your need. You don't need 
to trouble the church. But there are some who just ah okay, this person let's let's help this person. But we give to men in church. There are some brethren that needs help. Second Thessalonians three verse eleven. Second Thessalonians three eleven. It says, "For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, walking not at all, but are busy bodies. You know what busy bodies means? Cho 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 cho. They're just moving from one place to another, looking for what is not lost. Talking, talking, talking. Busy bodies. That's some people. Those type of people. All they just need as a cure is to go and work. We don't need to." Cater for that one <laughs> because it's a some, it's a some. They are just busy bodies. Look at the verse 10. It says, For even when we were with you, we did comment that if any should not, any would do not work, neither should he eat. But we give to care for certain need in the church. Some people maybe they just lost their job and they don't know how to pay their next house rent. That's where the church will step in. Are you saying that? That's the responsibility of the church. We see that, okay, this person has been hardworking, this person has been working, and this thing, due to unforeseen circumstances, he's not able to pay his light B, he's not able to pay this, the church will quickly render an help. That's the responsibility of the church. So, it's a culture of Christianity to work. Work for a living. There is dignity in labor, but we help the church. We help people in the church. We can help you get a job. We can help you get something. We can help you fix you this and that. We can bring you food, you know, things like that. We give to the church. So you give to brethren in church. That's number two. Number three, you must give to the need of the church. First Corinthians 9, verse 7, you give to the need of the church. So number one, you give to pastors, right? Right? Number two, you give to brethren in the church, right? Number three, you give to the needs of the church. First Corinthians 9 verse 7. First Corinthians 9 verse 7. You know, the church has needs. Look at it. It says, Who goeth a warfare at any time with his own charges, who planted a vineyard, and eateth not of the fruit thereof, or who feedeth the flock, and eateth not of the meek of the flock? The church has needs. The church has different needs. God has blessed you to bless his church. The church has needs. God has blessed you to bless the church. You know, like I was saying earlier, I said, imagine we are in the, imagine we are meeting under the tree. Some of you won't be in church this morning. You'll say, ah, I cannot go to that place now. Where they are meeting under the tree. No. You'll say, ah, no. But imagine we are in the, we're in downtown. We have um, access card where you pack your car. We just give you card as a church first man. Just say, take this card, go under the basement, take take the card. So everybody is coming in with a card. Let's say the door, you, you need a card to enter. It just zoom, just swipe. <laughs> you move in. Oh boy. And the AC, everything is moving. Ether time, everything is moving. Everything, you will hear what there. Because even the preacher will be motivated to preach. <laughs> second, second Corinthians 8 5. Second Corinthians 8 5. So you must be willing to give to the need of the church. Second Corinthians 8 5. 
Second Corinthians 8, 5. He says, And this they did, not as we hope, but first gave their own self unto the Lord and unto us by the will of God. So you must be willing to do it. So Corinthians 9, verse 7. It says, Every man according as he has proposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly. So you don't, don't give to the church and say, uh, they're just collecting our money. Don't give grudgingly or of necessity. It says, For God love a cheerful giver. I, I didn't get that. It says, For God love a cheerful giver. God love a cheerful giver. So you must be willing to give. To reach the nations of the earth costs money. Hope you know. It's not by praying. Yes, it's by praying. We'll pray. But also, we need our money. It costs money to print the materials that we have already. Just imagine, I, I would to God that we have enough money. We'll send those materials to nations. Our materials, we'll send them to nations. Hallelujah. Imagine we are sending our materials into Mexico. We are translating our materials. We get somebody to translate our materials in Spanish, you know. And we send them to Mexico. Send them to all the neighboring countries around us. Just imagine, Canada is just at our back here. The just imagine we are sending our materials to Canada. People are reading the word in Canada. Translating the messages to French, Creole. Sending those messages to Haiti, to Dominican Republic, you know. Jamaica sending those materials there. Blessing the nations. I would to God that we would do that. Very soon, one day we'll be on radio. I would to God that we'll have our own radio stations. 24-7, people are just listening to the world. Glory to God. And it will not just be in, 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 in the United States alone. It will be in the nations of the earth. We'll have one in Africa also. Men are listening 24-7. We'll have one in, in Europe. People are listening 24-7. We'll have one in in Asia, men listening 24-7, different translations, different ones, as far as people can assess the word. I would to God that very soon, one day, our materials will be translated in different languages. But it costs money. It costs money to do it. Money. It costs money. You know, imagine we have better sound system. We have a keyboard. We have a drum. We have a good mic system, you know. Everything moving cool. Church looking good, but it costs money. It does cost money. So the church has needs. Hallelujah. It has needs. We we used to be online on SoundCloud before and Spotify and Apple Post. Yes, we took our messages down. But when we were there, people were listening to us from Germany, right? Hey, why, right? Germany. People were listening in South Africa, right? People were listening in Ghana. People were listening in... Which country? Different countries across the world. It costs money. You know, we had to pay for subscription on SoundCloud at some point, right? I think we paid, I think, some, some dollars, I mean, some, 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 some money. We paid yearly. You know, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what it costs. It costs money. And very soon we are coming back on here. We put our messages on radio. Imagine we are on TV stations. Glory to God. You know, I would to God that someday we'll have our own TV stations too. Just the word 24-7. You click on it, you are inspired 24-7. But imagine we are paying, um, we are, imagine we are paying, hope you know, if you if want to take a video of this service now and give like Fox TV to, to her 30, just for 30 minutes, hope you know it's going to cost thousands of dollars for them to give you 30 minutes, <laughs> just 30 minutes space. In their, it first might not give you, but 
a channel in Rochester to give you that 30 minutes will cost thousands of dollars. Or we go to the radio station and say, okay, just 15 minutes. But that 15 minutes, my Lord and my God, <laughs> you're going to pay. It costs money to put the word out. Yes, we'll pray, but it costs money. And Jesus wants to bless the world through you. Glory to God. I would to God that someday we are sending messages, sending materials, sponsoring ministries. India, South America, Brazil, Portugal, sending messages to those places. Sending the word, letting men born again, getting men filled just by materials. Sending healing materials to those places. And men are catching on and just, just reading the materials and they are then being healed. Sicknesses die. You know, the gospel is sweet with money. Honestly, just imagine people in hospital in dying beds. Imagine we have enough resources to reach those people and they're just hearing us preach. And we're just saying, in the name of Jesus, via TV, I say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Hope you know, many lives will be changed. Many lives will be restored just via money. Hallelujah. So to reach the nations, cause the world. So giving changed men's life. Just like the materials we've printed now, we're still going to print more next month. We're still going to write books, write materials, do a lot of things. Our goal is to send them to nations, send them to different states, have newsletters, publish magazines, publish all of those things, send them to, ma to nations, send them to different states across, send them to countries, send them to your friends, send them everywhere. It's going to cost money and we are ready for it. God is going to bless you to bless us. Hallelujah. God is going to bless you to bless us. Those who brought you to service this morning, hope you know they, they blessed you. Yeah. Those that used their gas to bring you this morning, they just blessed you. That, is, you. that is the need of the church. So if there is a blessing, you're going to... So if there's a blessing for those that brought you to service this morning, they are going to partake in it. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7 says, Every man, according as he has proposed in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, of necessity, but God love a cheerful giver. It means God have a special affection to those who support the church. I thought it says God loves those. God loves a man who prays, or God loves a man who fasts, or God loves a man who who does things. He says God loves a cheerful giver. You know there was no scripture who says God loves a man who pray. God loves a man who study the word. He says God loves a cheerful giver. So a believer must be giving. It means God has a special affection to those who support the church. You must be willing to support the church. Willing. Give materials. I would to God that we'll do um, Shoshua, Shoshua impact, you know. Some of you that are health workers here, rescue people, just do medical outreach for people, you know. Things like that are not bad. Just do some medical outreach. Just get them healed. Just by checking, okay, we, we're having this medical campaign. We want to check your blood things. We want to, we want to just give you, do all of those things. Some of you but are medical practitioners. And from there, you preach the gospel. Do all of those things. Get them together. You know, things like that will cost money. Things like that will cost money. I would to God that we'll be sending, our church will be blessing nations, you know, We'll be sending thousands of dollars. Let's say a country is going through a distress. We'll just say, okay, you country, we have this $100,000 or this $1 million. Take this as a country. 
you know, I would to God that a church, maybe a church in China or a church, we just say, okay, this church, we might not even have seen them, but because they are a church, they are body of Christ, we are one family, we just say, okay, fake this. It costs money. It costs money. We're going to be on TV someday. Hallelujah. We're going to be on radio stations. We're going to be on all broadcasting stations. We'll be on all the streaming platforms. The word of God everywhere. So if you turn left, you see the word. If you turn right, you see the word. If you turn center, you see the word. Apple, you see the word. Samsung, you see the word. Um, whatever, you see the word. We'll create a mobile app. You see the word. The word everywhere. Glory to God. But it costs money. It costs money. So, number one, you give to ministers, right? Two, you give to the brethren in the church. Three, you give to the need of the church. So, how do I give? As I round up this morning, how do I give? I give as I increase. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1, sorry. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1. I want you to go there. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1. It says, Now concerning the collection of this for the saints, I have given in order to the churches of Galatia. Even so do ye. Verse 2. It says, Upon the first day of the week, let every man, let every one of you, Lay by him his store, as God hath prospered him, that I that there be no guardians when I come. So he says, upon the first day of the week. What's the first day of the week? Sunday, like this morning. He says, let every one of you lay by him his store, as God has prospered him. So God, Paul gave instructions to give. So that means they have been taught. So as you increase financially, as your paycheck increases. As, they, as you get a good job and your pay increases, your giving should do what? Should increase. So, you don't just... You, so, when you come to church, let me teach you something. When you come to church, you are not just giving... You are not just giving... Oh, change. Don't come give tips for God. Don't come and say, one dollar. Just drop something. Don't have that kind of attitude. You know, I know some of you parents, you, you probably grew up that way where some of you parents will just give you pennies and just say, take all oh, this one, take this, just drop it for church. Don't have that. So, as you're even growing and you're having children also, don't train them in that kind of way. In giving your parents, or in giving your children, okay, take $1 for church. Give them $100. Give them $200. Let them see, ah, uh-uh. why am I giving? Let them see the need to give like that to the church. Train them in the right attitude. I know some of you picked that, right, that wrong attitude because that was how your parents gave you money when you were younger to give. So unconsciously, as you were growing up, you didn't change the habit. You still, you still find yourself giving $1. You found yourself giving just pennies, just change. Uh, 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 offering time. You're just checking your pockets. You're not calculating. Some people, in fact, some people, offering time. Some people bring out, uh, calculate, 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 calculate. They just draw one dollar out of it. <laughs> no, you should be you should be that Christian that you have planned your giving before coming to church. It's, look at what it says. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. Many a times when I go for special meetings, because I have meetings I go for like that in the, every year, I plan my giving. 
every section, I know how much I'm giving. I'll tell myself, in this meeting, I must give about 50,000 naira. I must give about this amount of money. Okay, section one, I'm giving this amount. Section two, I'm giving this amount. I'm gi I calculate every amount. I tell myself, okay, I am giving my pastor this. You, you must, don't just be a Christian. Offering time. Yeah, that's checking. You're just, you're just trying to check, okay, what should I give? What should I give? You should have prepared of giving is your culture. Are you getting what I'm saying? Give it, so don't grow up giving tips to God. Don't do that. If that has been your attitude, God will change that. You just say, okay, one dollar. Like I said again, some of you, I know it's your parents that probably trained you in that kind of way. In such a way that when you are going to church when you are younger, they just give you one dollar, hold it, drop it for church. Or one, they just say, just change. Some of you, the parents will not even give you anything. They will just say, tell your teacher, tell your children, church teacher, I say, you don't have money that your parents don't know. <laughs> so your parents is already, you're already training your children to lie. And you just bought a car yesterday. You know, I was listening to a certain man of God one time. He said, we're doing a church construction, a work, and he knows that this man has not given to the church. He said, he now brought his car to pray for him, that he should, ah, and a, a very new expensive menu. He said, ah, and we are doing church projects, and this man has not given. He said, when he said he should pray, he said, he said, he lifted his voice and said, Father! This man has bought what will not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> this man has bought what will not make him have accident. Ah, father, father. The man said, man of God, sir, please, when can I come and see? He said, the church account. See the church account first. <laughs> <laughs> he said, see the church account first. We are having giving. He said, when he, he said, he makes sure that he has wired some millions into the church. He said, hey, no, Lord, bless this car. <laughs> so you give as you increase, hallelujah. You give as you increase. As you increase financially, your giving is increasing. So you save up for your offerings. Not giving as you are led. Not, I'm, I'm led today. What if you are not led? So if you are led to... To zero penny or five five cents. <laughs> so is that what we're going to use to propagate the gospel? So that means we'll be waiting <laughs> before we do anything. The job we'll be waiting till we are led. Let's say before we buy a microphone, before we buy something, we'll say that we are led. You know. So if you've been listening to our audios now, our audios are clearer. They are better. Why? Because we now have a good sound system, and it can be better. But it costs money to buy it. Before my voice is to go off and on, you will hear me one side very loudly, you will see another side very down. <laughs> but now it's straight. It costs money. The shares you are sitting on cost money. Money. Let me say it again. Money. <laughs> so not giving as you are led. So from your income, you lay aside. Before you came to service this morning, a good Christian should have known what to give. Not, ah, I'll be led to, when the message touched me, when the message touched me. <laughs> it is when you come to service, you just think, ah, I did not plan where. That's what I do sometimes. Sometimes when my pastor is finished teaching like this, I say, ah, no. Let's say I plan something, I'll say, ah, no, no. 
No, no, I did bad. Why did I plan this amount? I will now double it. Yeah, there, there are times before that I've gone to church and I've emptied, you know, when you, you know, there are times, let me tell you a story. It happened, I think, this year or last year, I was in church and my pastor was preaching and was just explaining and teaching us. I was just touched. I just, I almost emptied my account. I was left with money to go home. I was like, if I perish, I perish. <laughs> yeah. You give. You give. So Luke 8 verse 3. Luke 8 verse 3. Are you getting something? Yes, sir. Luke 8 verse 3. So you must have a culture of what? Of giving. A Christian must have a culture of giving. It costs money to preach the gospel. Sometimes. Not sometimes. All the time. He says, and he says, Joan, the wife of Shusa, Eros, Stewart, Susanna, and many others which ministered unto him with their substance. In Proverbs 3 verse 9, he says, Honor the Lord with all your substance. Look at Proverbs 3 verse 9. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of their increase. So, you give as you increase, right? Two, you give things that matters to you. Things that matters to you must be given. Things that matters to you must be given. Some of you spend more money on Amazon Amazon take more of your money than your church. That's wrong. What you have on your shopping cart <laughs> is more than how much you have given in one year. Some of you, the amount of things you spend on vain things, you drop thousands of dollars to buy certain things. And if we calculate, if we minus how much you have given in just one year without thousands of dollars you used to buy certain things, ah, no, change. Tell your neighbor, say change. change. Say it very well. Say change. First Chronicles 29. Let me show you something. Let me show you something about David here. First Chronicles 29. Everybody go there. First Chronicles 29. First Chronicles 29. Are you there? I'll wait for you. First Chronicles 29. There's one. I want to show you how David gave. He says, Furthermore, David the king said unto the congregation, Solomon my son, whom alone God has chosen, is yet, is yet young and tender, for the work is great. For the palace is not for a man, but what? For the Lord. Look at verse 2. He says, Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of God, the gold of all things to be made of gold. The silver of all things, and the brass of things of brass, the iron of things of iron, the wood for things of wood, oil stones, stones of silver, glistering stones of diverse color, and all manner of precious stones and marble stones in abundance. Look at verse 2. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of God, over and above all I have prepared for the holy house. 
So, Solomon, history has it that David gave the estimation of $3 billion. I'll say it again. Estimation of $3 billion just to build the temple, to build the house of God. Glistering gold. People have, history has it that till today, you could still find those estimates, estimates there. That's what that's the, that that's because David cherished the house of God. So, if you must change the lives all over the world, you must give. Never, I'll say this: never let others do the giving in your church. I'll say it again: never let others do the giving in your church. I don't know if you understand that. Never let others do the giving. You should do it. Never let others do the giving. He says he gave. Over and above. I like that. So whatever I give is not too much. I would to God that one day I would drop billions of dollars for the gospel. I would to God that I would buy men of God private jets. That's my own dream. I would to God that I would sponsor ministries. That I would look at a ministry. I would just look at one of my friend ministries and just say, thick. I would to God that I would build churches for men of God. That's my dream. I would to God. Over and above. So whatever I give is not too much. Hallelujah. So when somebody is telling you, why are you giving the way you are giving? Tell them, nothing is too much to give for the gospel. I taught you, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to give also? Is there not a cause? That we have a good venue, is there not a cause? Right? That the nations of the head is here in our gospel is there not a cause. Glory to God. So, very quickly as I finish now, what are the things to give to us? Number one, give every Sunday. Give every giving time. Sunday offerings, give. Let your giving reflect what you have come, what you have. Because you know your giving reflects what you have from God. That it comes from God. First Corinthians 16, 1 to 2. It makes us to understand that upon the first day of the week, let every man lay his store inside everything. So it means regular giving. So, like Sunday, like this morning, and every Sunday, we give. You get me? And teaching me things, we give. So you give every Sunday. Now, another thing you give to us is you give to us special meetings. Let's say we are having our meetings like camp meetings, mission is possible, ministers retreat. You know, like next year, we're going to use a camp for our meetings, you know. We'll give to us things like that. You start saving up, you see, because, you see, have the burden of your church in your mind. Have the burden of your ministry. Okay, this is coming. I want to give to us this, you know. You give to us special meetings. You give to us church projects. You know, we are planning to move to our own auditorium very soon. Will give to us church projects. Another thing you give to us is you give to us the media. We have materials we are printing, you know, we have things we are reaching, things we are doing. We want to send materials to many people as possible. Our plan is to send them to states now. We want to start with states, send them to different states, Alabama, across the 50 states in the United States. We start with that. We'll start entering Canada gradually, you know, get into Mexico, get into states like 
give to, to the media to reach different nations, distribute materials. Imagine some of you, you know, there's nothing wrong with some of you just picking one of our messages, like a series, put it on a flash drive, send it to somebody. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Just say, okay, this gospel, just put everything, maybe the seven track, nine tracks, put everything together, put it on a flash drive and say, okay, I'm sending this to you. I want you to listen, free of charge. You put your money, distribute it, package it well, send it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can take a track, a series, put it into a place, put it into a flash drive, put it into maybe a dicks, put it into something, tell the person, be listening to this in your car. You know? You can tell the person, tell you this, you can send it across the nations. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can get our materials. You can just say, okay, this is how to use your faith, the faith of God. Okay, walking on water, you know, take it. You see somebody going through this, take it. Now we're going to do healing school. We're going to take, yeah, take these materials, listen to this and be healed. You know, you can extract it from the drive, right? Put it into materials, send it to friends, send it to play free. I would to God, you know, I would to God that we have bookshelves. We have, when we have our auditorium, we have our building, we have book materials, bookshelves, giving materials free. But that time, I'll buy some of my pastor's books also. We'll put it there. We'll give it free, free. We'll have bought it with our money. Church will buy those things. Oh yeah, take, take, take free. I would to God that we'll never have to sell any material. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Don't, don't say it's wrong to sell material. But it's just my personal wish. It's, not, it's just my own personal wish. People sell material because it, it helps them to get more money to do more. But I would to God that even if you release big text books, big books for gospel, that we'll never have to sell it because men are giving. I would to God that we'll just be giving material free, free, just hear the gospel, free, free, free. That's why these materials we have, we are giving it free, giving it good, give it free. Our message is free, 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 free downloads, goes free. I would to God that that's what we'll ever do. I, I don't wish we'll ever sell materials. I wish we'll, we'll do Bibles, you know, buy Bibles, give it free, you know. Very soon now we're going to get some Bibles in church. We're going to be having Bibles in church. Well, we're going to give it free again. Just free, free. Just the word of God out all over, everywhere. So we give to materials like that. We give to projects. We give to the media. We give to the needs of people welfare. So, you know, you, you can have friends who, who understand Spanish, who understand all of those things. You can tell the person, okay, sit down, translate these messages for us in this language, you know. I will pay you some, some amount of money, translate it for us, you get it, do everything, ensure it is well packaged, you know, do this well, and we'll package it very well. we we'll send it to those in Spanish, those Spanish-speaking community, those that can speak French, okay, this is it, we'll send it to the French-speaking community, free. We put our money, send it there. We use FedEx, we use everything, distribute it. I want to go, we'll be having free newsletter, free news, free, free newspapers for the gospel, free magazines. Kenny Copeland, I, was, I, was, I think I was sharing with you, I said, Kenny Copeland has been sending magazines for 49 years, free of charge. 49 years. <laughs> I love that, man. They send it every month for the past 49 years. Free of charge. That's an inspiration. I'm, I'm inspired. I would to God that when we do healing schools, healing materials, we are sending healing, healing materials to people free. Not that people are buying it. Free. Just hear and be healed. 
He can't offer me your wheelchair. But it costs money. So we give to things like that. Jesus wants to reach the world through us. We give to people's welfare. So support what God is doing today. Are you getting me? As I round up this series, I'll pick it up later, maybe next year. Support what God is doing today. Plan your giving. Weekly, monthly, yearly, as you increase. As you are working. As you are working. Before you start thinking of how you will do that thing, how you will buy that thing with your... Think about the gospel. Be crazy about the gospel which you're giving. Start thinking, okay, how do I give? How do I give? That will even motivate you to work because you know, ah, I need to give. You know? So whatever you give must come first before spending. And that's why it's called honor. So that's why, now with this kind of teaching now, you know you don't need anybody to be telling you, give 10%, give 20%. No, you don't need somebody telling you because when you give, what you give shows how much you honor God. That's how it is. If you're really sure you honor God, you will give well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you learn something this morning? Just, just, just meditate and repent in your heart this morning. If, if you have any ways to repent on your giving, just, just do that this morning. And just pray to God this morning. And just probably repent. You know, Jesus wants to bless the world through you. Some of you, I know you are catching inspirations on how you want to give, on how you want to do things for the gospel, what things you need to do. Some of you, I know you are catching those things. You are saying, okay, I'm going to do a flash drive, make it, buy a flash drive, buy materials just to give. Do those things, repent in your heart this morning and just pray, you know. Trust God that I'm going to change in my giving attitude. Some of you spend more money on food than you give to the gospel. Of you spend money on fashion, 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 clothes than the gospel. Some of you spend more money on so many frivolities than the gospel. Imagine nations hearing the word just because you gave. What do you think those missionaries who came to Africa, who came to those places, who came to nations, what do you think they did? There are some friends I want to give to. There are some places I want to give to. There are some ministries I want to give to. I want to bless ministries. I want to bless friends. There are certain commitments I've made in giving. You know? So you can excel in giving. Say I excel in giving. You're not saying like you mean. Say I excel in giving. You excel. You excel. Excel in giving. Pray, pray to God this morning and just trust God in your heart for a repentant heart towards giving.